Hey there, Hawkeye here with your part three in the UMass IPM Fruit Loop Decision Support System Series. Things are starting to get a little in the weeds here, so we're going to stick to just apple scab with this particular one. Next time around, we'll talk fire blight, but stay tuned. We will talk about how to interpret and implement the risk forecast from RIMPRO and NUA and how to use those to make decisions in your orchard. Today we're talking about the decision support system. It's an online tool meant to provide information to growers, researchers, students on making management decisions on the farm. The models in these decision support systems can be like for apple scab, fire blight, codling moth, which we'll look at. There are also, there's a pollen tube growth model that helps growers determine when they should apply a thinning agent to their apples to manage their crop load. There are weather models that come into this, play with these things. So it's not just pest management that you can use a model for to help you get a better understanding and manage any given aspect of what's going on in your farm. Put all of that together and basically what you get when you have a decision support system is a site-specific weather forecast, ASCO score maturity model, or in the case of fire blight or codling moth, of course that would be different than ASCO spore maturity, but there is a model that defines development of the organism itself within a decision support system. That model will rely on a biofix, degree days, and precipitation. We'll then have the infection period model, which again, for the insect, it wouldn't be infection, but you get the gist of when that infection period model for an insect would be something to the effect of, okay, now the larvae are active. And again, it requires temperature, leaf wetness, and inoculum. And you take all of that stuff, cram it into a decision support system, and you get your daily infection potential. That's all of the back end stuff. So kind of where the rubber hits the road is how you access it. Being able to see the information in a way that makes sense to you really matters. People have different preferences. For example, I really like RIMPRO. I find the visual representation of apple scab risk to be elegantly comprehensive. So remember, RIMPRO is a for-fee service. So in order to access the decision support system, you will log in. And for me, I have multiple sites that I can observe, but if you have your own account, you'll only have your own site. That site will already be selected. Then you'll go in and you'll pick which model you want to look at. So you pick your scab model for the case of this example. And what you are presented with within three clicks is a series of graphs. There are three different graphs that fold into giving you the apple scab risk forecast that you are accessing for that day. The graph on the very bottom represents either rain or leaf wetness. The dark blue lines line up with a date and that date represents the rain event. Now the lighter blue color represents the leaf wetness. Next graph up represents the ASCO spore maturity model. The darker red on the bottom are the immature spores. And within RIMPRO, we are assuming this bank of 10,000 virtual spores. So at the very beginning of the season, you're going to have a solid chunk of that darker red. As the season progresses, the darker red portion reduces 
as immature spores mature and are ejected. The lighter red represents the portion of that 10,000 spores that are currently mature and available to release. And of course, the later on of the season, you see things start to turn white, and that's when we've run out of spores entirely. In the next graph above that, you see the infection event graph. Now, this graph does go a little bit beyond just infection. We see a red line that represents the infection value. Now, in RIMPRO, if you have a clean orchard, which of course means that you did your pad count and you actually know the level of scab you had in the preceding year, a RIM value of 100 or below is not considered to be a significant infection event. If you have not done a pad, that's a potential ascospore dose test, or you know you had a lot of scab last year, then that 100 line doesn't really matter so much for your orchard. Any rim value is going to be potentially a significant event. So those red lines indicate the severity of the infection. The white sections, the white shading, represents germinating spores. So that means that you have had some sort of a rain event, spores have been released, they've landed on a leaf, and now they're starting to germinate. The next piece of that is that there is this orange shaded part. That represents primary stroma, which means you've gone beyond just germination and the spore has actually penetrated through the cuticle to the leaf surface. That's where your infection occurs. Now, you can use this information in a couple of different ways, which of course depends on your management strategies. Now, if you're accessing this information prior to a rain event, you could potentially use this information to put on a protective fungicide application. If you are viewing this information right around when this infection event is occurring, you could potentially be thinking about making a post-infection or what we call quote-unquote a curative fungicide application. The primary stroma and germinating spore information gives you the opportunity to pinpoint precisely when you need to make that curative application in order to make it most effective, especially for growers who are using organic management practices. The other thing that RIMPRO has in its apple scab forecast model is this table that has all of the information that's actually powering the model in it. Most people probably don't access this. However, if you're kind of like a super dork, like I am, you might want to look at that table and see all of the various bits and pieces precisely when an infection started, when the rain began, how much rain you got, what the temperature was, what the relative humidity was, all of those things fold into this table. It's really useful, way above and beyond what you really need to get your infection risk, but it's information that's there and it's interesting to be able to access when you have a minute or two. When you go to the NUA website, after you dive down a little bit into some of these drop-down menus, you're first gonna hit that pest forecast, then you're gonna pick apple disease, then you're going to pick which disease down here. So this takes seven to eight clicks basically to get the output that you're looking for. At the top of the page, this is your ascospore maturity summary. You've got your ascospore maturity cumulative. You've got your daily ascospore discharge. So for example, on May 18th, they were estimating about 15% of your total spore bank was going to be available to cause infection. And this gives you a running total of what has been discharged. So basically, once you hit that 100%, your primary season is done and over. Here on the bottom right, you've got your infection events. 
green good, red bad. Pretty easy as that goes. But it doesn't really give you the nuanced information that the rest of the table does. And so you need to take a look and say, all right, well, what's the average temperature for wet hours? Remember, leaf wetness is a significant factor in determining whether or not you're going to have an infection. Relative humidity plays into that. And then, of course, the rain, you need that rain event in order for the spores to be released in the first place. I was planning on diving straight into the fire blight risk output from both of these different decision support systems right now. And then as I sort of thought it out and thought about what I was going to say and how I was going to explain it, I realized that that's a topic for a whole other podcast. So stay tuned for that one. We'll get there. Meanwhile, Special thanks to Dr. Jaime Pinero for recording some of the audio for this podcast in his Stockbridge School of Agriculture IPM class. See you next time around. Be safe. Be well.